Hi there. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. I'm your Inner Buddha Reiki Master Teacher and Awakening Coach from innerbuddha.ca. And I'm here to help emotionally overloaded working moms find relief from anxiety and stress in their personal and professional lives, naturally. It's all about creating sustainable ways to improve your mental and emotional well-being from the inside out. Join me as I take you through my own personal journeys and others who have figured it out for themselves. I share secrets of how I was able to break free from the overwhelming mind chatter and constant worry through self-discovery, spirituality, and practicality. My mission is to help you break free from old patterns and cycles so you can stress less. You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Trisha Shinko, and this is episode nine. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the effects that your thoughts have on your physical body, and more importantly, the quality of your life. It's such a big topic and necessary topic. On this episode, I got to let you know, I get real and I get raw. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today's episode is a juicy one for sure. Uh, This episode was inspired by a friend of mine who reminded me of the great importance of the power of your thoughts and the amount of control that your thoughts actually have over the condition of your physical body and the quality of our lives. And I just want to start by saying I am not a doctor, I'm not a medical practitioner in any shape or form, and the information here that I'm sharing with you today is solely of my own point of view and from my own experiences with this topic. So I'm going to dive right into it. Um, A little more than, I would say, three years ago... In 2016, I was on antidepressants and I was on it for about three, four years. And within those three, four years, I was at my lowest. I was at my worst. And I, for one, understand the importance of medication when you're not at your best. I took the medication at that time because I felt like I had no other option. And I had nowhere else to turn. And it was true. I needed to numb the emotional pain of the depression, anxiety that I was taking over my life. And again, keep in mind, all this here that I'm telling you is my own point of view of the medication. So if medication is working for you and it's helping you more than hurting you, you are doing the right thing. So my experiences was this. I wanted to numb the pain as much as possible. So at first, I went up to the highest dose I could possibly be on as fast as I possibly could. Was it stupid? Probably. I knew at the time (laughs) that I had no choice and there was something inside of me that was screaming, save me, save me. And so I did. And I was a zombie for (laughs) a long time. And what I learned was that obviously the medication alone can't just fix the issues that cause you to be on the medication in the first place. I felt it definitely missed the mark of my expectations of it, 
but that's just it. It's really what you come to terms with when you're on the medication. You either believe that you're going to be on it for a lifetime and it's just going to, you know, help you get by and you kind of get stuck in that place. And what I kind of came to realize was that it's the actual work that you need to do yourself while you're on the medication when you're stable enough so you can face the issues that brought you to taking the medication in the first place. So if you, of course, if you're solely depending on medication to make you feel better, it that feel-good moments are going to be short-lived. And I found this out myself. So while I was on the medication, I found it really difficult to concentrate on what the issues were. Uh, like there seemed to be so many of them and I just didn't know where or which one to begin on. And some of the issues were just so painful to face that I ignored them for a long time until they just kept coming back and then they were forcing me to face them. And these are things like self-guilt, resentment, uh, being resentment for just being angry all the time. And what was worse is that I had no idea what was really truly causing these deep feelings of sadness. In the moment, I just was lost and I didn't even realize that what thoughts had been running through my head, like things like, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough. And I told myself these things all the time. I told myself that I wasn't good enough, that I'll never be good enough and I'm always going to be poor. I'm always going to have the, you know, the wrong side of things. I'm, you know, the short end of the stick kind of thing. I convinced myself of that for years. And at the time, these thoughts just kept running a mile, a million miles a minute playing the same story over and over again, reinforcing the fact that I wasn't worthy or of deserving of love or or living a happy life. So subconsciously, I would always be self-sabotaging myself any opportunity that I had to be happy. And that's all I ever wanted was to be happy. And so I really didn't understand why I was so angry. (laughs) At the time... I didn't realize what my thoughts were telling me or controlling me, you know, I would pick fights with my husband and our relationship really hit a wall at one point. And I had to remind myself at that moment why I chose this life and the fights with my stepson too would only pour grease on the fire between me and my husband. I would put my husband in the middle of it and blame him for how I was feeling And it wasn't fair to him, obviously, but at the time (laughs) I would deflect all responsibility and I didn't realize my role in this. I would just see what they were doing. I would just see what was there, they were making me feel, right? Like that's kind of where you get with this. And it wasn't really until I started taking responsibility for my own thoughts and my own actions when things actually started to kind of get better and that not only between me and my husband, but also between me and my stepson. And that's the, that's the thing. It's like the magic ingredient, taking responsibility for everything in my life was obviously a really hard pill to swallow. 
And I really had to let go of my pride and admit that I'd had been doing something wrong. And my obviously my ego did not like that. But once I did, the dust started to settle. And when I noticed this, I really decided that this is something that I have to do. And I have to start working on my mindset. And, to, and I had to really figure out how to heal my emotional turmoil that had plagued my entire life. I had blamed everyone else around me, including my job, about how I've been feeling. And then looking at it and back at it, I was the only one who chose to feel that way. Even though the entire time I didn't realize it, I just blamed everyone else for making me feel that way. But I'd given my power away and I've heard that before. And I was like, you know, giving your power away, that's, there's, I I couldn't, like, you couldn't make sense of it at the time. And really giving your power away is allowing your environment to control your life. It's allowing other things to determine how you are feeling. And I mean, at that point, I was not in control. And I knew that and I wanted to be in control of my life. And I, I knew that there was a possibility of it. Everything and everyone around me, I let them narrate how I was feeling and how I reacted, which is so backwards. But at the time, I mean, I didn't realize it. You don't when you're in that. You're like in a fog, right? And you're in this place where you just feel so out of control. It just takes over. So in reality, I mean, looking back, I was allowing my environment to determine how my life was going. And this is when I decided to take back my life. I found my empowering moment out of nowhere. Of course, I at that time, I decided, you know what, the first thing that needs to go is the medication, because it wasn't really doing anything for me. And that was hard to go through that. Um, I went on a life mission to taking back control of, you know, what happened in my life and how I got to feel in my own life. And some way, somehow, I, again, I said, I'm going to do this. And I found the determination and I just did it. And it, it, the determination came from doing it not only for me, but for my family. So we could be together. You know, I wasn't going to let my family fall apart because I couldn't get my shit together, you know? So first, it really did take some time to wean off the medication and it was difficult. I'm not going to lie. It was because I was such on a high dose. I, at the time, I was taking 225 milligrams of Effexor when people usually on the go high is about 75. So 225 is what I was going on. And I did a little research, kind of looked around to find out, you know, what was the fastest way and the safest way to get off the medication as soon as possible. And I realized that a lot of women around my age, they would do it like dose down week by week. My doctor didn't really like me doing a week. He, she wanted me to do a little bit longer, but I was stubborn and I said, no, I'm taking back my life and this is how I'm doing it. So I did it. Um, and she's, 
she said to me, she's like, you know, this is going to cause some issues. And I said, look, I will let you know if something happens, which it did. Um, I put myself through the worst detox I've ever experienced, to be honest. <laughs> um, I had vertigo, migraines, electric shocks that went through my entire body from head to toe. It, I was completely bedridden for a couple of days and at a time and off and on and but something inside of me just kept going said keep going keep doing this you you can make it through and it was again I was taking full responsibility for what has been happening in my body and I was okay with this so once I completely got off the medications and eventually the migraines and electric shocks continued for a few months but they did stop eventually, which was good. I never thought they would, but they did. And once I was more physically stable on my own, I then was faced with the emotions. I was crying uncontrollably. The anger was still there. But I knew that there was actually something beneath all of that. Something I needed to face. And something I needed to come to terms with. So... I continued on with my spiritual dis- self-discovery mission. Um, I I knew, I knew I needed to start exploring different things and different ways, natural ways of healing my emotions because that scientific side wasn't working for me. So I turned to things like spirituality and I looked at different religions like Buddhism and these things just kind of appealed to me in a way. And so I decided to embrace my curiosity. And then I started practicing meditation, practicing yoga, and it really seemed to make a difference. I started out, you know, going for walks and going for longer and longer walks. And it just really made me feel amazing inside. And these walks actually gave me time to disconnect and unwind, which is a exactly what I needed. So I really started focusing on healing instead of what was wrong. And that's the thing. The focus was always on the wrong thing. My focus was on what was going wrong. So then things kept going wrong. But once I started changing my focus and my attention onto the healing, that's what I got. I got healing. And Deep down, I knew that this was the right thing to do. And of course, this is what really started off my journey. And I also rediscovered my passions in cooking and gardening. And this actually gave me purpose again. And it felt good. And just being able to feed my family with healthy foods and delicious foods, not going to lie, I'm a pretty good cook. <laughs> But it really changed how I felt at the end of the day. And that, to be honest, was like the most important thing that had happened to me. My relationship with my stepson and my husband began to improve. I started to feel control of my life again. And of course, it nothing's all smooth. It, you, I did go like two steps forward, five steps back. It was in waves. But I accepted this and I didn't resist it. I went with it. And when these missteps happened, I really welcomed them. Well, welcomed them, sorry. And 
they're basically learn they're learning lessons that just showed up in my life and I learned how to face my demons to move through them instead of running and hiding from them. So there's something called I like to call the snowball effect that I discovered on my little journey. And I really go back to it and I I, I go back to it and I want to share it with you now. So this is how it works. I'm going to have to say this a couple times because it, it's kind of confusing. But the first thing is your thoughts control your emotions. Uh, your emotions control your mood. Your mood controls your behavior. And your behavior controls your decisions. Your decisions control your outcomes. So again, that's the snowball effect. It all starts with your thoughts. Your thoughts eventually lead into outcomes. So let me say that again. Your thoughts control your emotions. Your emotions control your mood. Your mood controls your behaviors. Your behaviors control your decisions. And your decisions control your outcomes. When I realized that all my outcomes all started with my thoughts, it was like the breakthrough moment for me. And this is when I uh, the light bulb went off. And I realized that I really needed to pay close attention to what my thoughts were and my thought patterns. I also realized that the physical pain in my lower back and my headaches was actually a direct reflection of what was happening in my mind. And I started off to study myself. I started keeping track of what was going on in my inner world so that I could actually change my outer world. And there's a correlation there. It started kind of coming together and it's like a puzzle. I was putting it all together. And at the beginning, I mean, I started using affirmations and randomly journaling what was going on, keeping track of things. I started asking myself questions like, what can I do today to make my day better? I started realizing that I was the only one, I was, sorry, I wasn't the only one who was suffering like this, that there's many, many many other people out there who are suffering with depression and anxiety the same as I have been for years. The only difference is they had been silent about it. When I discovered this, this was my new life purpose. I knew I needed to share my story. I needed to share everything that I've been through and I knew that I was going to be able to make a difference. I had I had to share the hole that I had been digging for myself for many, many years. And so I created a Facebook group. Um, that The Facebook group is called Find Your Inner Buddha. I really didn't know at the time, you know, where it was going to go or, you know, I just knew I needed a platform to share my story step by step. I really wanted to just inspire other people to go on their own self-discovery mission and to help them themselves dig themselves out of their deep, deep hole of depression, anxiety that they dug themselves into. It was, it was my new purpose. And I knew that it was possible 
for me to get out. And I wanted others to know that too. So that's the basis of that group. Now, of course, I do some, a lot of different things in the group and I share a lot of, um, you know, inspirational quotes and I still follow that theme. I, I, I do doubt myself sometimes. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, I'm human. I'm not immune to fear. But the only difference now is that I can, I understand when I feel the fear, it means that I'm close to another breakthrough. And it's also possible for me to break through this fear and still survive. So the biggest thing that always held me back from moving forward and facing my fears was always going through and going into the unknown. And then the fear itself, on the other side of the fear, you don't know what's there. You never do. But that's the magic of it. Each time I did that, each time I faced my fear and just did it anyway, my confidence grew stronger and stronger. And I knew that there was more and more, I was more and more in control of what was going on in my life and what was inside of my life. So then my outer world actually reflected that. It was the number one thing, the number one thing that actually scared the shit out of me, I'm not going to lie, was doing Facebook lives, (laughs) showing up, just being in the star, you know, just being in the spotlight. I, I started so really, to be honest, I pushed myself to do it more and more. And then I started becoming more comfortable with it and in front of an audience. I mean, even if they couldn't see me just like this. I'm still sharing my thoughts and my inspirations and this is what lifted me up because I knew on the other side people could relate and what I was saying and doing, I was doing things that people were too afraid of doing but I figured if I could face my fears and show that I could walk through it and still survive, other people could do it too. They don't necessarily have to create a Facebook group and do exactly what I started but Start facing your fears and start walking through it because guess what? You're going to live. You're going to survive. The work I did became less and less important about what I was doing for me and more and more important about what it was doing for other people. And I started discovering what impact our thoughts really had on our entire life. And this is, again, my biggest breakthrough and realizing how much I was really resisting my reality because it just made things harder. So there was one book that was I was introduced to on my discovery journey by Eckhart Tolle. And it's called The Power of Now. And this book changed my life. It changed my outlook on life. And then looking back, I'm, to be honest... I'm so happy that this sounds crazy, but I'm so happy that I had suffered, suffered so greatly because if it wasn't for that pain, I would have never had gone through this spiritual awakening I've had. I had learned these deep, deep moments of suffering. They were there. I had to go through them because they were there to they were meant to wake me up. And some of us can wake up faster than others. And now it's, I feel like it's my responsibility to help others who are suffering and help them 
wake up as well and help them step up and uh, give that helping hand so that they can rise as well, which really is why I started this podcast too. It's just another platform for me to share my stories and my inspirations and hopefully others are going to awaken in their own way. So that's my story. I hope that I've inspired you in some way and you can learn something from my journey because I know I have. So I just want to say if you have any questions on like where to start your journey or how you can start your journey for your own awakening, please feel free to contact me. I'm more than willing to help you out and get you started on that because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I do have my own website. You wouldn't, you can go to www.innerbuddha.ca and click on the menu tab at the top under forms and contact us. There you can email me all your questions and I'd be more than happy to help you out in any way that I can. So thank you so much for listening to my story and thank you so much for being here. I, it really means a lot for you to just be here and share my experiences with me. I want to send out love to each and every one of you and appreciation for spending your time with me today. I couldn't do this without you. All this work I do is so that honestly we can learn to love more and stress less. Much love. If you have found value in the information that I've shared today, please feel free to share this episode with others that you feel that would benefit from it. Also, I would love to hear from you. So please leave your reviews with your comments below. If you have a topic that you would like to hear more about in the show, please share your ideas by going to www.innerbuddha.ca and clicking on the podcast link at the top of the page. There you can email me any suggestions or questions that you may have.